you would, open your Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. As you're turning in your Bibles, please remember to pray for Pastor and, and Mary. Pray that they have a great vacation and just a time of renewal, that uh, they might be refreshed, that they might be renewed, and that they just would have a, a, a great, great vacation. You know, everybody needs a great vacation. Uh, by the way, I've, I've already heard from him this morning, and uh, he sent me a text. P pray for Becky Rousey. Some of you old-timers remember Russ and Becky Rousey. Russ uh, passed away, I, I guess it was yesterday, and uh, Russ and Becky retired and moved to Florida. I, that's been at least, what, 15, 16, 17 years ago, and, uh, but they're coming back to Huntington for his memorial service, uh, which will be at the Henson and Kitchens Mortuary. Uh, please keep an eye on that and, and pray for, for Becky. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. Scholars tell us this passage begins the last six months of our Lord's earthly ministry before he was crucified. So these are, are the final days, the final months of his ministry, and Jesus focused much of his attention on the training of, of the twelve. He only had six months to prepare them, and so essentially they, they were going to be his replacement. So it was a, a time of intense training and teaching. Uh, MacArthur even says, beginning from this point to the crucifixion, Jesus didn't focus, focus much on miracles, but it's a time of intense teaching. By, by the way, only Luke's gospel records this incredible story. It's not in the other three gospels. And uh, the truth of the matter is, I don't know how I missed it, but this is the first time I've ever had the privilege of preaching from this passage. So with this in mind, let's read the text, Luke chapter 10. Begin with me in verse 38. The Bible says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. This morning, I want to immerse ourselves in the story and maybe share some stories, share some lessons uh, from the life of Martha and Mary. Would you pray with me? Our Father, God, as we open this book this morning, we know that your book is spirit and life. I pray that you would be our teacher. Show us things in this book that we need to see. Help us, oh God, to apply it to our life so that your word might shape us, 
mold us and conform us into your image. Oh God, this morning, we want to thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Father, that you've given us the the very words of God. So we ask you, Spirit of God, to, to speak to us. Open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things. Lord, help us to apply it to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Notice, first of all, in the story, in verse number 38, notice the hospitality of Martha. Verse 38 says, now it happened as they went that he, Jesus, entered a certain village, meaning Bethany, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. In other words, Martha invited Jesus into her home. Underline the phrase welcomed and then circle the word him. Here, Martha uh, receives Jesus as the guest of honor. And the Bible says she welcomed him. Circle the word him. It just wasn't anybody. It was him. It wasn't just the disciples, but it was it was him. And it's the word hupodecami, and it means to, to receive a guest. So Jesus was the guest of honor in Martha's home. Can you imagine having Jesus in your house? I mean, was this a planned visit or did it just happen? I, I don't know. Verse 38 kind of, you know, tells us now it happened. Maybe it just, just happened. I can't imagine, you know, Jesus having a, a smartphone and calling or texting the house of, of Martha and say, hey, we're, we're on our way. It, it just kind of happened. Did Martha know Jesus was coming? I, I, I really doubt it. Can you imagine looking out of the blinds and seeing Jesus knocking on your door? You know, can you imagine inviting him in your home? Take a few minutes. Look inside Martha's home. I wonder, were, were the, you know, was the house clean or was it cluttered? Were the floors swept? Were the dishes piled up in the sink? Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about? Go inside Martha's house. Think of the pressure of having Jesus as the honored guest in your house. Well, evidently, Martha cooked Jesus a meal. Uh, You know, what what kind of meal did, did she prepare? Was it a gourmet meal? Was it fast food? You know, I'm kind of thinking it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, Jesus was a Baptist, and, and I know that he loved casserole. What, what kind of meal was she preparing for Jesus? Well, evidently, this much serving tells us that Martha, you know, went all out. I don't think this was a Stouffer microwave dinner, do you? No, I think Martha really went all out as she was going to prepare him a a, a special meal. Now, keep in mind, it it took time to prepare a meal in biblical times. You know, she she had to 
get the wood and maybe start a fire. And, and then, you know, there was no modern conveniences, no electric stove, you know, no microwave, no crock pots. It took time for, for meal prep preparation. But nonetheless, verse 38 says that Martha welcomed him into her house. Jesus was the guest of honor. Now, let me ask you something. Can I ask you all some questions? Put your hand on your Bible. Hold up your right hand. I swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Question number one, is Jesus welcome in your house? Listen to me. Right now. Is Jesus welcome in your house right now? No, no appointment, not a scheduled visit. Would Jesus be welcome to your house right now? Question number two, what would you cook him? What do you fix Jesus? Well, would you feel a little bit of pressure, you know, cooking for the God of the universe? Well, maybe you and I would feel some of that Martha pressure that maybe she was kind of feeling. Question, question number three. Get real with me. Here it is. Are you listening? Look up here at me. Don't you talk to anybody else. Question number three. Would there be some things in your house that shouldn't be there? You look out the window, Jesus is knocking on the door. Would you rush to the closet and maybe find the family Bible and pull it out of the trunk and blow it off and put it on the coffee table? Maybe to impress Jesus? You know, what, what would you do if Jesus came to your house? Well, evidently, Martha had nothing to hide she didn't even have the National Enquirer. You know, with the story where they saw Elvis at Burger King, she, she had a clean house. And so she welcomed Jesus into her house. As we go on in the story, look at verse 39. Mary enters the story. The Bible says, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Most likely, Mary was the young sister. And some scholars even tell us that Martha most likely was a widow. But in verse 39, under, underline that, that phrase, set at Jesus' feet. Positionally, Mary was as close to Jesus as she could be. She couldn't see anyone behind her. She was positioned at his feet. She was as close as she could possibly be. By, by the way, this was a very unusual position for a woman. Because in ancient Israel, a, a rabbi would not even teach a woman. In rabbinic writing, it's even been said, you can read it today, that a rabbi would rather burn the Torah before he would hand it over to a woman. But not Jesus. This woman sat at his feet and Jesus taught her. I think it's pretty amazing. Man, when I look at the Bible, 
Mary of Bethany is found three times in the gospel. All three times you find her at Jesus' feet. Here in Luke chapter 10 and verse 39, she's at Jesus' feet. In John eleven thirty two, 32, you remember her brother Lazarus when he was raised from the dead? The Bible says Mary came where Jesus was. She saw him and she fell at his feet. One chapter later in chapter 12 and verse number 3, you remember she took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard and the Bible says wiped his feet with her hair. And so three times we see her in the gospel story. All three times she's at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's pretty amazing, don't you? Man, I would like to be found at his feet. Well, in verse 39, underline the phrase, heard his word. Think about it. Only three words describe her activity. By the way, if you read this story, Mary doesn't say one single word. And she's a woman. She listened to his word. Mary had come to, to feed on our Lord's teaching. Three words. Heard his word. Hey, does this little phrase describe your daily activity? Heard his word. Is this a part of your daily schedule? I mean, Martha, she served a meal. Mary sat at his feet and heard his word. Wow. Picture in your mind, she's positioned as close to Jesus as she can possibly be. With rapt attention, she's looking into the eyes of God with all of her devotion and all of her rapt attention, she is laser focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And she heard his word. Can you imagine gazing at him? Well, as we go on in the story in verse number 40, notice the distractions of Martha. Verse number 40 says, kind of, you know, Letting the wind out of yourselves. <sighs> but Martha, but Martha was distracted with much serving. She, she began the meal preparation. She let the honored guest in her home. And I can hear her in the kitchen as she's singing and preparing the meal joyfully. But now, all of a sudden, her singing Turned to disgust, complaining, and whining. And the Bible says she was distracted. Circle the word distracted. Paraspao. It means to draw away mentally. Look, she got her eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the guest of honor, and she got her eyes on the inactivity of Mary. 
And she was distracted and disgusted, and she became angry, the Bible says. Wow. Would you jot this down? Write down one word. It's the word performance. The Bible says that Martha was distracted by her much serving. I call this the curse of performance-driven ministry. All of a sudden, she begins to compare herself with Mary, who was doing absolutely nothing, and she compared herself and her performance to Mary. And so, she, 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 got, she got distracted. When you feel the compulsion, are you listening to me? When you feel the compulsion to compare yourself with Mary, always understand that performance-driven ministry is driven by pride. And when pride surfaces because of criticism and you're distracted because of what Mary's doing, you lose your focus. You're no longer focused on Jesus. You get focused on Mary. Anybody here ever got your eyes off of Jesus? Huh? Anybody? Okay. I believe you. Yeah, right. Performance-driven ministry is always driven by comparison. Jesus is no longer the focus. Now, notice, when I read that phrase, much serving, Jesus did not correct Martha's actions. It wasn't her much serving. It was her attitude when she made comparison. And because of her attitude, the Lord Jesus Christ corrects Martha. Martha was like a Baptist, like a lot of Baptists. She got attitude. Anybody here got attitude? Huh? Huh? You get up in the morning and you got attitude. Or you go to bed grumpy at night and you got attitude. Look, I, I really don't think Jesus corrected Martha for her actions. I, I think he corrects Martha because of her attitude. But look, look at verse 40, the attitude of Martha. And by the way, in the Greek text, these words just, I mean, hit you in the face when you read what the Scripture is saying. Verse number 40, the Bible says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And then the Scripture says, notice, and she approached him with her hand on her hip. Look, when my wife puts her hand on the hip, I, I'm okay. But when she puts the finger up and the finger begins to wiggle, I begin to wiggle right out of the room. Here, the Bible says that she approached him and said, Lord. Look at that word, approached. It's a, it's a strong word. You know, we think of approaching somebody. No, no this, this is a strong word. She 
stood up to Jesus. Do you know in Luke chapter 20 and verse, verse number one, you remember Jesus was in the temple and the Bible says that he was uh, preaching the gospel and the chief priests and the scribes, you know, they gathered together and the scripture says they confronted him. That's the same Greek word. So, when you read the text, the Bible says she approached him. Well, no, no she, she confronted him. It even gets stronger as you study this word in the Bible. You remember in Acts chapter 17 and verse number 5 at, at, the, at the church of Thessalonica, the mob gathered and the scripture says they attacked the house of Jason. Same word. Listen to me. She accosted confronted and attacked Jesus. The scripture says she approached him and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her therefore to help her. Well, she accosted Jesus. She confronted Jesus. She verbally attacked Jesus. Would you write this down, please? Please write this down. If you don't write anything else down, write this down. If serving Christ makes us difficult to live with, folks, then something terribly wrong is with our service. Something wrong with our service. I mean, Martha was in, you know, impossible to live with. You know, she was that type A personality. Well, notice not only her approach, her attitude, but look at her attitude or her accusation in verse 40. She, she said, Lord, notice, can, can you imagine even calling him Lord? <laughs> that means, you know, curious master. She, she, used, she should have used some other word here. But she said, Lord, do you not care? I mean, she's accusing the God of the universe of not caring. Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Look, her service was no longer about him. It was all about her. And the truth of the matter is, Martha became the distraction. Yeah. She lost focus of the guest of honor got distracted, got her eyes on Mary. She accosted Christ, and now she accuses him of not caring. Whoa. Wow. Look at the last part of verse 40. She, she says, my sister has left me. There's the problem. To serve alone. Me. So she goes from agitation to accusation. Look, it, it even gets stronger. Look, look at the rest of verse number 40. It, it even gets stronger. She says, tell her to help me. Circle that word tell. I pod. You remember in Matthew chapter, what was it? Matthew chapter 3 or chapter 4 when the tempter came to Jesus and said, if you be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Same word, command. Tell her to help me. Command her to help me. She's left me all alone. Command her. 
let me ask you a question. Do, do you ever try to tell God what to do? Do you ever demand he do what you say? Can I tell you a big lesson? I haven't learned this lesson. A big lesson I'm learning as a believer. Big lesson. I don't tell God what to do. I need to remember. He tells me what to do. Y'all remember that? Huh? I don't tell God what to do. He, he tells us what to do. By the way, did, did you know God's not accountable to you? Folks, we're accountable to God. But now we command her to help me. Well, uh, finally, in verse 41 and verse 42, I want you to notice some of the lessons that Jesus taught. So Jesus, I mean, he really taught some great lessons in, in this passage. Uh, first of all, the, Jesus taught a lesson about priorities. Look at verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Hmm, why the double Martha? Oh. Martha, Martha, you're worried, you're troubled, you're agitated. Notice about many things. Circle the many things. There's a wordplay here. In verse 42, many things juxtaposed with one thing. You're troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing is needed. So Jesus is teaching us a letter, a lesson on priorities. Look, look, when I, when I read this and when I read this story just a, a few weeks ago and it jumped out on the page of Scripture and just corrected me and just, uh, you know, spoke to my heart, here's the thing I saw. Can, can I tell you what I saw? I saw that Mary got it, but Martha missed it. And I wonder how many of us are missing it. One thing is needful. And here, Mary got it. Martha missed it. Don't miss it, folks. Sit at Jesus' feet. Did you know the Christian life is all about being? And then it leads to doing. Look, if we don't sit at his feet, you're not going to know what to do. And that's the problem with Martha. She didn't know how to do what she needed to do because she was not being what God made her to be. She did not sit at the feet of Jesus. Oh, th think about this lost opportunity. Oh, man. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, it's not every day Jesus is going to stop by your house. She lost an opportunity to hear fresh words, 
pure words spoken directly from the mouth of God. And we see Mary nudged up against him and she's taking it all in. But Martha gets all bent out of shape. I want to jump into the story and and, and say, Martha, wait, wait a minute, Martha, forget about the dishes, forget about the food, forget about the kitchen, forget about everything else. Jesus is in the house. Go sit at his feet. He has fresh words for you. But yet she just kept on, kept on going. Jesus is the priority. Well, we, we learn a lesson in this matter of priorities. Lesson number two. I mean, it's so obvious in this story. Lesson number two. Did you know it's wrong to ignore Jesus when he's speaking? And it's wrong to interrupt him when he's teaching. She did both. She completely ignored Jesus while he was teaching. He was speaking. And then, she so, so brashly interrupted him while he was teaching. Now, I know that Mary was hearing his word. I don't know how many other people were in the house. I, I really don't know. But maybe the 12 were there. Maybe some of the other family members were there, maybe some of the other people from Bethany. It's just plain wrong to ignore Jesus when he's speaking. It's just plain rude to interrupt Jesus when he's teaching. Lesson number three. Oh, man, it, this lesson just jumps off the page and just kind of hits me in the face. Lesson number three, you know, it's it's hard to live like Mary in a Martha world. Yeah. You ever have any distractions? Huh? Look, you can nod your head. Do, do you ever have any distractions? Any noise pollution? Oh, yeah. Man, there's so many noises, so many distractions. Wow. The sin of, what about uh, the sin of busyness? Anybody ever get caught up in the sin of busyness and you don't have time for God? Well, in this passage of Scripture, we, we learn it's hard to live like Mary in a Martha world. And then lesson number four, there's a lesson on choices. L look at verse 42. A lesson on choices. One thing is needed, necessary, needful. One thing is needed. And Mary, circle this word, has chosen that good part. Choose to sit at his feet and hear his word every day. You have choices. And by the way, look at me. You are making choices. You, you remember when you were a kid? Your children do this. You, you sat down in front of the TV and your nose is up against the screen. What'd your parents tell you? You better back up from the TV. You're going to go blind. That's the God's truth. We as Americans, 
have sat on the floor with our nose in front of the screen and we're watching 24-hour news service, whether it be CNN, Fox News. I don't care who you're listening to, but I tell you this, you cannot have a biblical worldview with your nose faced up against the screen 24-7. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch movies on TV. I'm not say, I would never preach against everybody loves Raymond because I love, I love Raymond. I'm not saying that. But you can't have a biblical worldview when you're sitting at the feet of having all this garbage just poured into you and all that everybody wants today. You know, everybody's talking about it. You know, this political correctness. That's enough to gag a maggot off a gut wagon. Yeah. Political correctness. What happened about biblical correctness? Huh? What about hearing what God says and that becomes a priority? Look, I, I'm saying you, you have a choice. You're going to hear voices. Yeah. Not, not the kind that you need medication. No, I'm not saying that. But you're going to hear voices. I encourage you from this lesson to hear the voice of Jesus. Make it a priority. Sit at his feet. Lesson number four, and this will be all. Lesson number four. There's a lesson here on rewards. Notice Mary was rewarded. Martha was gently rebuked. You know, I, I look how Martha costed Christ, but Jesus was so gentle in his rebuke to her. Yeah, I would have took a two-by-four to her in Christian love, but Jesus is pretty gentle. He's pretty gentle here, isn't he? Uh, you read what he says. But, but notice, Mary was rewarded, and, and Martha was rebuked. Notice, would you jot this down? The one thing, listen to me, the one thing among many things is the only thing that will remind, remain. Underline verse 42. Verse 42. Mary has chosen the good part. Notice, underline this, which will not be taken away from her. The one thing among many things is the only thing that will remain. In, in closing, can I ask you a question? Who do you identify with in this story? Well, Jesus just, you know, the scripture is so clear about Martha. And then we see the choices of Mary. Who do you identify with in this story? Man, I don't know about you, but there's a whole lot of Martha I need to shake off my Christian life. Man, I sure want to be more like, like Mary.